We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with two of the members from Tied Down. Hello. Yay. <laughs> um, do you guys want to quickly um, introduce yourselves and the members of the band and what you do? Yep. I'm CJ. I'm the front man, lead singer. Um, we don't have President Steve on lead guitar, Kato plays rhythm, and Dino on drums. And I'm Dolzy. I play bass. Cool. And how would you describe the music that Tied Down plays? How would you describe Tied Down? This is, um, yeah, this is something we always have a bit of a challenge with. Um, we've sort of played in a bunch of different genres and, and um, you know, I think each of our music tastes is pretty eclectic. We're coming from, from different paths, so it sort of merges together at a really weird point. But um, <laughs> we've thrown around sort of grunge alternative rock in the yeah, past. I think rock is the rock is the bracket that everything falls under and then the worst follow-up question is what kind of rock can we go if you just yeah. listen and decide for yourself <laughs> i suppose yeah alternative punk rock will go with that yeah, cool and what what genres do you all kind of come from like what backgrounds we got the king of reggae over here i love my reggae nice. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm more from a hardcore background um with a lot of punk and then the rest of the band, we got everything from Steve, although he's the youngest, he's the old soul, he's very Pink Floyd and that sort of jam. And then Dino, Metallica, Slipknot, <laughs> all that. <laughs> and then Kato, just anything that's riff heavy, like loves his title fight, knock loose, basement, all that. So, yeah, it's pretty um big variety on it. We all sort of meet at, um you know, that that Australian alternative rock, your ocean alleys and things like that and can really yeah, cool. get around that, that surf rock as well. So, um, you know, we really sort of vibe. So um, there there are, there's an overlap in the Venn yeah. diagrams. There's a bit of a middle ground <laughs> going on. Yeah. What have yeah. you guys been um, listening to kind of as of late? For me, um, you know, a few local bands uh, here in here in WA really sort of kicking it off. Um, you've got sort of South Summit, Dice, um, you know, a few of these bands doing doing really well that I've been getting around. Um, and sort of more internationally, I love a bit of your your Tom Miss, Jordan Rakai, Loyal Kana, that yeah, sort of group. Nice kicking goals. So. I just listen to slowly, slowly on repeat, so that's me lately. Classic. <laughs> They're awesome. I saw them um, earlier this this year, last year, sometime. They're awesome. Yeah. Um. Where Where did you guys all kind of meet as and decide to um, kind of do band business? Yeah, we had a bit of a. It was a bit of a weird formation. So Dean and Kato, I think they've been mates since what Kindy or something. three years old, five years old. The story changes every time. Um, <laughs> but they they were jamming together for years, and then I played footy with Kato, and I didn't know he could play guitar, and he had no idea I could sing. And then 
he saw a video of me singing and he goes, oh, we should jam. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if you're any good at guitar. Then I saw a video of him playing guitar and I was like, oh, he's actually pretty good. So I went around to their house. Dana was on the drums. We, I think we jammed the Come Down by Ocean Alley and we sort of had a moment after where we like, it was really quiet. We kind of turned around and were like, that was pretty good. Eh? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we, we did have an original lead guitarist, but he was on bass. Um, didn't stick with him in the end. And then were you first or Steve? So? I, I was first. I, I went to school with Caden and we used to jam back in uh, uh, adolescence. Um, but, yeah, no, I hadn't seen him in sort of years and years and years and I ran into him in a Bunnings. And I was like, hey, man, you're still playing guitar? And he's like, yeah, come down. And, you know, that's where I met CJ. Um, I think we went out of the golf club for a few beers one afternoon. Um, eight, and then, eight, eight or nine years. Yeah. Um, and I walked in and sort of they had already had the first few tracks sort of mapped out and the first gig booked in. So I jumped on board there. And um, where Steve came into the picture is a, a funny story as well. Dean and Caden were at Fuji Rock in Japan at the festival and they were staying at a hostel. Um, I heard some sort of like larrikin voices coming from, um, from somewhere <laughs> having beers and met a group of guys that were also from Perth and, um, you know, that played music and loved music as well and um, got back to Perth and sort of started making music together. And then, um, yeah, Steve ended, ended up jumping on board with with Tied Down probably sort of a couple of months in mm-hmm. um, to our, our birth and basically, yeah, we've been a, a five-piece ever since. Wow, what are the odds? And who yeah, came up, there. Yeah, who came up with Tied Down as the name of the oh, band? It was actually the member that's not in Tied Down <laughs> anymore, but we have um <laughs> we spent ages trying to find a name. Like it was, you know, everything's taken. We we just sit around for hours and have some beers and try and come up with a name. And then he, he had this slide where he goes, What about Tied Down? And Dean and I were out the back of him, and we were going, yeah, 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 this is it, this is it. <laughs> like, you know, you Google it, make sure it's not taken, whatever. And then uh, about two hours in, so we're all set on this name, and then uh, Chris, the other bloke, he goes, yeah, so like T, what T I R E D, and we're like, oh no, what? That's not what we've been thinking the whole time. So we thought we we're on the same page for two hours, but yeah. So anyway, Dean and I kind of hijacked it. It was TIED. <laughs> nice. We thought it was like it kind of summed up the kind of music we we're making at the time, um, not in a negative way, but tied down. Everything that we write just had sort of not a I don't want to say suffering, but just a, a deep message to it. Mm-hmm. And I think tied down um, resonated with all our track names that we had as well. So it seemed to flow on really nicely. Yeah. Cool. And so what's your process now like as a band kind of in terms of making music, putting a song out, et cetera? Yeah, we're in a position, I think we have a pretty uh, unique process compared to things that I've seen before. Um, we can turn an idea into an end product really, really quickly. Um, CJ has a pretty natural ability to be able to sort of freestyle or, you know, really sort of just come up with, um, a complete song um, over off one idea or, or one sort of riff. So no, nah, anytime. <laughs> so um, yeah, all you really need to do is come up with sort of one piece of music or, or, or one sort of idea. Um, and then it, it, you can take it to the whole band and in that moment, you know, in five minutes really flourish into something that's um, close to a finished product. Yeah. So in terms of, processes of songs we've we've had previously it's come from all members of the band where someone's come 
um, to a jam with something, you know, whether it's a riff, whether it's a beat, um, whether it's, you know, a piece of vocals or, or, or something like that. Um, and then you just jam it out until it's something and then we'll just sort of refine that from there. Yeah, I think the um, we used to settle <clears throat> very quickly. We used to settle, you know, someone bring an idea, we'd work on it for a little bit and sort of try to lock it in, but we were doing it too quickly, whereas now we'll spend months on an idea until it's, like, perfected. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just trying to avoid that jumping in too quick, locking locking melodies in or whatever. We say, no, you just record it, record it, record it, listen to it, because every time you listen, there's something wrong. <laughs> so yeah. you just do it until it sounds right, and then that's where we yeah, take it to the um, recording process. Yeah, cool, awesome. And so you've got a new track, Slow, um do you want to tell me a bit about this song what it's about how it came to be yeah yeah this one's a um was pretty pretty stoked with this one this is a pretty deep one um it was yeah we were going through a little bit together at the time um i was struggling a lot with mental health and addiction um the boys were supporting as much as they could but i wasn't really getting the right help i needed um and in that time I, I remember we already had the shell of it written, but I remember Dolsey came round. I lived with Cato, and he came round, and we were sitting on the floor, and we just jammed it acoustically, and it's really when everything clicked for me and, and fell into place and my melody sorted himself out. And I think so it was kind of written out of necessity for me. Um, and I don't know, I guess still having people around me to jam it, even though what I was going through what I was going through, yeah. that's why for me personally, it's up there with my favourite track where, yeah, it's just so, so deep, so necessary. And we really use that track as a platform. As soon as we finish that song, everyone was comfortable with going ahead with each other in the future and we just turned it around and really became more comfy. So, um but yeah, aside from all that personal stuff, I think it's um, we've played it a few shows now, and the resonation to the crowd and people that have gone through similar experiences. Like I, I didn't know if it was going to hit home or people would be like, "Oh, this is a bit too deep and sad" or whatever. But I mean, we don't really write music for the crowd, you know. We write it for ourselves, what we're going through, what we're dealing with, and yeah, the response has been absolutely. Fucking amazing to be honest. Yeah. No, look, similarly, I mean, it was born out of just a riff that I remember Kato texted to me at work one day, but the first time we actually got together, you know, a group of us to um to to play it was that was that moment. So it was a pretty intense moment emotionally, but it was just born out of Caden playing um that opening riff that he'd sort of come up with and, and CJ sort of, you know, putting, you know, or having a platform to put what he was feeling up over the top of that. So you know, um, a lot of it came together, you know, pretty quickly in, in that sense. And then we just worked on it for, for months and months and months, given how important <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, yeah got a bit out of that one. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's really important. I think from like men in particular to kind of write music about deep shit um, because like it's not, it kind of opens up more of a chapter for other people to resonate as well and make Absolutely. it also okay, especially kind of like you guys being on the forefront a little bit and being kind of almost not role models in a sense, but almost kind of someone in the limelight a little bit to kind of yeah. allow that t- thing to be talked about, um, which is really cool. And in terms of addiction, I think it really does not get spoken about enough. Um and a lot of people don't even realise like they're going through it or what they're going through or what it is 
and yeah, exactly right. no one really knows what to do with it either. So I think it's really cool to kind of have this song and um, be so open about your story as well, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. Um, and so your since your first track, you released your first track, Street Lights, in 2019. Um, what I guess is one thing throughout mu- like making music in the last few years that you wish you knew then, but through Ooh. what you know, <laughs> so much. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'll let you tell this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, look, good question. I mean, I think um, the, what CJ touched on earlier around spending a little more time re- refining songs. Um, as I said, we could get to a pretty close to a finished product early, and I think we'd sort of get to that product and go right, bang on next. And you know, um, that that was great that we could sort of pump out tunes really, really quickly, but. Um, I think you know, investing a little bit more time into sort of really refining and yeah. and perfecting quality songs, over quantity, not the yeah. Other way around. <laughs> and look, I don't think it's anything that I'd sort of change. But I mean, we have, given we've come from sort of so many different points of inspiration when writing music, I've really enjoyed the process of banging out songs from all different sort of um genres and parts and um and places and you know we've got a few in the in the pipeline coming up that are that are from different places as well um so i mean i don't know i think we've, we we do have a pretty distinct tied down sound um i think cj's sort of vocals are, are a little bit distinct in that sense and recognizable but um you know potentially I don't know, a little bit more consistency throughout that process or moving forward is, is something to be mm. I think slow was the start of the very niche sound that we want to go for um, before, I'd say, and because we were so fresh and new to each other around when Street Lights was written, it was kind of like, yeah, it didn't have that deep and meaningful for each member. You know, one of us might have loved it more than another or, or vice versa, whereas now everything we do is as a collective going forward and that's why I think we're getting the most out of every track. So, yeah, if I could go back in time, I'd probably say calm down and, and uh, take a bit more time on it and get everyone's input rather than two of you, then you vote or three or whatever. So we'll do that going forward. I mean, it's very easy to kind of, especially at the start, to get excited. Like you finally finish something that you've been working on and then you're like, okay, let's put it out yeah, there. Yeah, chuck it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's so easy to do that. But I guess, yeah, the next sort of like step is and probably the hardest one is to just like wait and sit on it and kind of yeah yeah already been done um so yeah cool and i guess what what is besides slow or maybe even including slow is your favorite song that you've released so far and why First, it depends on depends <laughs> on the mood. Depends um, on the day. What I'll sort of on. Like, um, we have a we have a track called uh called old ways um that i absolutely love when it's party time because it just goes off mm. um so you know i love chucking that on when i'm up and about or, or something something like that um but yeah i mean we have a, a track that i sort of really resonate with um called main break which is written um sort of about getting out getting out of the city and um and heading down to the southwest of of wa um you know around that around margaret river um and you know that's that's one that i really um enjoy listening to because it's sort of a way of escaping from the standard routine mm-hmm. without escaping um in that sense but it's got a pretty catchy chorus as well and anything where steve can jump on and shred a solo um yeah picks me up so yeah. 
Um, yeah. Fucking, well, you meant to name one. For me, probably it's a bit of an oddball, but late night exits for me is like probably my favourite to listen to and sing live. It's the most mellow song, but for me, um, I started writing it when I was 17 or so and I only got to finish it once being around these boys. I could never figure out the music part for it. I wrote on piano at my mum's house. I had a chorus and nothing else and then Kayla and I worked on it, took it to the band. So for me that's, yeah, a real personal one and, um, yeah, I don't know, something about it. I love playing that. Cool. Lovely. I love hearing because, like, a lot of the time, like, there can be, like, I don't know, your top-rated song or whatever, but sometimes it's not your fave, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess do you have any projects kind of in the works at the moment? I know you sort of recently, well, you did recently release Slow, um, and I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but what are you guys working <laughs> on? Um, do oh, you wait. You know, an EP in mind or something like that. What's the go? Yeah, yeah. We've got we've actually got a lot coming up. It's probably the first time in a long time we've been ahead of the ahead of the ball, um, which is nice to get a bit of downtime. So we ha- we do have a couple more tracks already recorded. Um, they're in the mastering process, so can't give too many spoilers, but they're sounding pretty juicy. Um, we're going to release one of them on June 11th at the Rosemount Hotel. Um, so we'll probably release that one about mid-May or something like that. Um, and it's a really upbeat, banging vibe. Um, it's probably like Slow and Old Ways had a baby together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get people moving a bit more this, uh, yeah. this year, I think, with the tracks that are coming out. I think we're going to get people moving. Now. And then there may be a hint of a little reggae number coming out after that. So, um, yeah, we've <laughs> still got the tied-down punk chorus. But, um, yeah, that's – and I think – as an overall, it'd be nice, really nice to finish an EP um, towards the back end of this year and definitely got our eyes set on heading to the East Coast, um, probably November-ish, but that's a work in progress, as it always yeah. is. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's something that's something we would have done differently, got over to over to your your part yeah, of the country yeah. before the, the COVID hit us. But, uh, the vid. The vid. There's time. There's time. Ridiculous, literally. I think. Well, your borders are kind of you're open now, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. what are we day day two of it, so who knows what's going to play out? But I'm, yeah. I'm stressed. I need to come. Yeah. Come down. Least we're not going to France, so we get to chill out. It was one or the other. Um, um, and so, I guess, um, do you have any kind of shows coming up in the near future? We do have one booked for March 11, but, yeah, just with capacity now and the, the restrictions I brought in, I'm actually still waiting on a reply from the <laughs> <laughs> If he's listening, get back to me. <laughs> no, that we've, that's a show at Limits Lounge in Northbridge, um, supporting our mates, Ezra Tide. Um, they haven't put anything out for a bit, and he hit us up, said you guys came and said, absolutely. We played our first ever show at Mojo's with them in 2019. Um, so we've tried to keep playing shows with them just for that, yeah. Um, like, not their music, but uh, no. <laughs> no, they're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. So um, March 11, that's all we got booked in. We're going to have a little bit of time off and get these tracks mastered and write a couple more, uh, maybe do some acoustics and, yeah, so just the – and then, yeah, June 11, no matter what happens, we're playing June 11. <laughs> Rosemary. Home ground, home turf. Yeah. 
And final question. Um, out of all the gigs you've played, do you have a favourite, your best gig or your most memorable gig? And also your least favourite, or not least favourite, but just a gig oh. where <laughs> kind of went horribly <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, we try and put that one out of our mind. Yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to promote. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no. <laughs> we'll I reckon we say the worst first. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think we've all had like individually one gig where we've just had one too many sort of sharpeners before, <laughs> and you look down and you know there's like six guitar necks, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, but. Um, one comes to mind, we played a gig at the Rosemount um, a couple of years back and sort of mid, like, I don't know, climax of one of the songs, um, Caden's amp just decided it was done and the gig was over. So um, he was, like, trying to straight And he's a pretty integral part to the sound. <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, his, his sort of um amp dropped out and we were really trying to sort of fix that mid-song um to be honest there's there was a silver lining in that um i mentioned cj has a bit of a freestyle ability dean while we're trying to sort of swap amps over dean just put a beat down and cj just raps like it was oh, eight no. mile <laughs> for a couple of minutes while we're doing a bit of a changeover so thankfully thankfully the room didn't evacuate but um yeah, that that was that was sketchy. Time. I still wake up in a cold sweat from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. Yeah, we'll go with the tech difficulty. We yeah. always play perfect. It's the equipment that lets us down. Yeah, um, best gig. I would say there's been a couple that really it's hard to decipher between, but the hands like houses tour that we went on, um, we supported them on three legs of their tour when they came here and. The one we actually played at Bar One for the it was we had been away down south and we came back we played in Freo um, Freo is still not quite our home turf it's a little bit south for us so finishing at the weekend after in um, Hillary's at Bar One that was the sound was huge the crowd was huge we felt like we were back on home turf and that was um, just giving it our all for the last night of the tour was just unreal and I think we we're all pretty impressed that we we're still. Playing right after three leagues of the tour. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, well, one of my favourite ones was when we launched our Take It All EP. Um, I think it was late 2019. Um, we played a show at Amplifier Bar um, in the city, um, or Amps, as it's colloquially known. Um, and that was a huge one for me. I mean, I've got a bit of history. I've got an older brother and he used to take me to Amps every sort of Saturday night and he actually met his uh, long-term partner there so um we played a show there and it was just absolutely chockers they mm. sort of opened up the back as well to get more capacity in and um it was yeah I the, the bill was a, a solid one and we played a yeah. great show and and had a, a, a great sort of time after celebrating with everyone launching um launching rep so that's one that sticks in the in the memory for me oh lovely i love that well thank you so much for getting up bright and early and having a chat with me this morning. Um, no worries. Very much appreciated. Um, I usually do a cheers at the end of my episodes. Oh, yeah. Get we got a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Thanks, Vic. Thanks for your time. Bye.